When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation you already know what it is baby or should I say who it is because that's Arthur Motes and you already know I'm flanked by my man Wesley Euler and you are tuning into Steelers Nation Radio but more importantly this is the Steelers Blitz and we keep the content rolling because whenever you're looking for Steelers content this is the place to tune into baby so without further ado Wes how are we living man we have football playoff football this weekend man Yes, Motsi, it's uh, it's an incredible time of the year for the football calendar, certainly an exciting uh, division round last weekend that I know you'll want to get into. Uh, we got championship weekend, championship Sunday upcoming this weekend. It's a little frigid here in Pennsylvania. We got a little snow over the last a little few winter days. wonderland. Yeah, and hey, I'm hey, not hey. hating it. You know, it's 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 honestly it's been that funny. Like it's been so warm, honestly, the last month or so. Seriously, dude. That like I, <laughs> I saw the snow coming down and I was like, you know what? This is all right. This is okay. Absolutely. Literally. I mean, I was laughing with my wife about it because we were like, man, we haven't had like a, a winter, like yeah. the snow just yet. And as soon as we said that, of course, the snow, what we had the little fake snow the other day, then it snowed again today. So it's back to back days of yep. snowing. And yeah, I don't think we're going to get any warmer anytime soon. So, you know, like I said, definitely like Buckle that, up. man. But, um, but, but what I will say is this though, Wes. I enjoy super wild card playoff games a lot more than I enjoy the divisional round. If, if we're being fully transparent. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. You know, you know, the, the, the wild card games I thought were amazing. I thought they were just immaculate. I loved everything about that slate of games in Super Wild Card Weekend. I wasn't too fond of the situation this past weekend, man. You know, uh more so more so hindsight being 2020, the outcomes have changed my viewpoint on those games. Was not really a fan. Nope, nope. I wish we could have just bypassed that that round. Yeah, I, I really do. I really do. Could have saved me a little heartache. You know, could have saved me a little bit of uh, my emotions having to come to the surface. But <laughs> either way, it's one of those things, man, that uh, we learned a lot. 
And we did. that is the beauty. Uh, we we did. learned a lot from a national perspective. We also learned a lot in the sense of what it's going to mean for Steeler Nation as well. And mm. we'll definitely dive into that element a lot more. But um, did want to just talk about the AFC element of these playoff games because we know two of those teams, man, we have faced one of the teams, obviously, in our division in terms of Cincinnati. Then Buffalo is a team that we've become really familiar with. And we know Kansas City as well. These are the perennial powerhouses. These are the top tier teams in the AFC. And just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on what you saw with those teams that played out there this weekend. And based on what you saw from them, where do you feel like still a nation or the Steelers Ooh. are in contrast to them as well? Because like we said, this is technically the class of the AFC. These are the teams we talked about at nauseum all year, even throughout the preseason. These were the teams and we got a chance to see those three teams performing this weekend. Man, Motsi, I really like how you start this year because I just thought you were going to go, ah, you know, tell me what you're thinking about Josh Allen and Joe Bur But no, you <laughs> you want this with, from the, the black and gold, the Steeler perspective. Yeah, I, yeah, man. I loved it. So here's where I'm at after this past weekend, and I'm, I'm sure we will talk specifics from some of those games, but mm -hmm. I, I like I like where you're beginning here. Um, like It feels like there's there's almost two tiers of um, good teams in the National Football League, okay? Yeah. Contending teams, playoff teams, uh, however you want to put it. And those, to me, are the first tier is the juggernauts, right? Um, and I would put the Niners in there. I would put the Eagles mm -hmm. in there. I know that's easy to say now, obviously, as they're both in the NFC Championship game. I would still put the, the Bills in there. I, I realize mm -hmm. they just lost at home and didn't have their best performance, but I would still put the Bills in there. I put the Bengals in there and I put the Chiefs in there. Probably those five teams. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Those to me are the juggernauts. So you want you, you want fill it on deck. You ain't like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. You ain't throwing Kirk Cousins in there either. Okay. You ain't feeling that either, huh? <laughs> those those to me are. <laughs> Tell me the, how you the, really the, feel, Wes. <laughs> the juggernauts that Mozi. Not saying it always has. To, and, and again, I know this is a little bit easier to say right now, but I'm not saying it's it's it was only ever going to be those five teams who won the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to go to that extent, but those are the five that are the favorites. They they've have got, the highest probability. Yeah. They've got the highest probability. Other than the Niners, they've got the unicorn at quarterback, right? And the Niners have unicorns pretty much every else everywhere else except for at quarterback. So it's a it's a, also it's true. A, yeah, it's an odd balance for them there. But to me. That's kind of the upper echelon. You know, every year there's three, four, five teams that just, you know, they're going to be a handful. You know, they're a juggernaut. You know that they can win games, honestly, even when they're not at their best. Um, and maybe we've seen some of that from the Bills down the stretch here, and it, it finally caught up to them. Then there's kind of the second tier of if you play well, if things go your way, you can you can play with, you can beat anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I would put the Miami Dolphins in that category. I would yeah. put the Dallas Cowboys in that category. Mm -hmm. I would down the stretch, put the Pittsburgh Steelers in that category. Yeah. Um, you need, you need to check I the box. Like another one of those type of teams play this weekend. It's as a Jacksonville. Jacksonville is another also great, in that category. Jacksonville is yep. another great one. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If everything goes what your way, if you take care of the football, if you get a bounce or two, right. And if, and if you play your a game, you can, you can hang with, you can beat pretty much anybody. But again, you need a lot of those things to, to go your way. You can't play a bad game and lose per se, mm -hmm. or you can't play a bad game, you can't and, play win. A bad game and win. Yeah. Pardon me. So that to me is kind of, and then there's everybody else, right? I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's bad teams. There's, you know, there's mediocre teams. There's really bad teams, but, but that's really the, you're either a juggernaut 
you're either a a contender or you're just kind of everybody else. And I walk away from this past weekend thinking that that line from juggernaut to contender or that gap from juggernaut to mm-hmm. contender is maybe bigger than ever before. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that because, listen, I, I realize the Cowboys and the Niners just played a close game and it's the playoffs. And these things always make us, you know, we, we overreact certainly to just one game sample sizes, but like I've got the bills in that juggernaut category and look what it just looked like for them at home against the Bengals like so that to me is if I'm looking at this through Steelers glasses I'm encouraged by the fact that I think the Steelers have quickly turned the page to this next era where they will be in that contending status where they can play with anybody they're gonna win games they're gonna have weeks where they look really well but they'll have some weeks too where their inefficiencies cost them it's 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 tough to get from that to the truly upper crust to the Chiefs who are now going to five straight AFC championship games that to the bills who have won or or, sorry to uh, the Bengals who have have won. No, what they're back to back AFC championships right now. Back to back back AFC championships. championships, They've won five Mm -hmm. straight true road playoff games. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that to me, Josh Allen his first home playoff loss as well. Exactly. Exactly. So that to me, Motsi, is where I'm kind of at right now as a Steelers fan. I'm encouraged at how quickly they've turned the page. You know, anytime you lose someone like Ben Roethlisberger, it's always hard to get back into that mold. But you were able to have a winning season. You were able to go seven and two down the stretch and start to put a lot of things together. But this season to me is all about taking that next step for Kenny Pickett, for the offense, for Najee Harris for George Pickens. I mean, you you look at these teams, right? You need a Joe Burrow. You need a Jamar Chase. You need a Joe Mixon. You need some guys on defense. Um, Even a team like the Bills, Motsi, who, again, I put in that Mm -hmm. juggernaut category, they still feel like they're a weapon away. You know, like they're still maybe just one or two pieces away, even though they are that good. So that's kind of where I think the Steelers are right now as I watch these this last week and Super Wildcard Weekend play out. That's my long-winded answer. I think they've done well to quickly get themselves back in that conversation. But this offseason is all about positioning yourself to really enter that upper crust where you're not just in the Super Bowl window, but you are a real Super Bowl favorite for three years, for five years, for seven years. Um, and again, I think you've, you're on the edge of that stratosphere, but to really break through, I mean, you need, you need to hit in the draft. You need a good free agent signing or two. You need the defense to stay healthy and be what we know it can be. You need Pickett. You need Pickens. You need Fryermuth. You need Najee mm-hmm. all to take a step forward. No, man, I think you hit it perfectly right there, man. Um, I do feel like the tiers have been defined. And I think that when we look at Cincinnati, especially if they go and beat Kansas City for a fourth cool. time in a row now, yeah, you're looking at Cincinnati as being the new class of the AFC. The only thing missing from them right now is a Super Bowl, and they have to be feeling extremely good about their chances of not only going back, but potentially winning one, regardless of if you're facing San Fran or if you're facing Philadelphia, because they can still match up with either one of those teams. So, yeah, man, and that's from, from that sense, you can see the different levels and how that gap is defined even more so because we think of how we view Buffalo. And if a Cincinnati can catch Buffalo like that, now obviously we know context matters. I do feel like, you know, when you talk about the game, and we'll get into that a little bit more, I think that, you know, some learning experiences for a Bills team out there. And I think that Cincinnati also is kind of like 
a little bit ahead of them in that progression in terms of just starting fast in those type of games like that and just, you know, the weighing of emotions. But when I think of the Steelers team and I look at them, I say, man, you feel optimistic in the sense that, okay, Buffalo might not be as elite or as dominant as you might think. But at the same time, the context is, well, it's against the Bengals, who we already knew was a top tier team. But now are we saying that that team is even further ahead? And that's the part where, like I said, man, I just go right. back and forth as a Steeler fan because we know what this division is. We know we play the Bengals twice a year. We know how close some of those games have been, but we also understand how some of those games have not been in our favor, even when we have a ton of breaks. And it's like, I think of week one, it's like, man, we bring that game up as like a, hey, man, we got them that time, though. And it's like, yeah, we know what it took. Five turnovers, a block field goal, a miss field goal, injuries, no Joe Burrow, all offseason, first game back, and it still took us – to the last second of the game in overtime <laughs> right. to hit a field goal to win. Like, right. <laughs> it's just crazy and let's not, when you think of it like that, you know? Let's not kid ourselves, too. You can have one-off weeks in the National Football League, I think particularly oh, yeah. particularly week one, whenever, mm-hmm. like, the preseason has been devalued more so yeah, than it ever been before. Man. The Bengals lost their first two games of the season, Motsi. They lost to the Steelers at home, and then I think they went to mm-hmm. Dallas. Does that, Dallas, is that right? The Cowboys, yeah. Cowboys and lost as well, too. Mm-hmm. They've lost twice since then. And everybody was losing so, their mind. So what's more so what's more important? Oh, yeah. you got clowned by the Steelers week one. Oh, you got clowned by the Cowboys week two. Or now all of a sudden, since week three, you've lost twice and you're back in the AFC championship game. Yeah. Like And and just think about this. Uh, because both of those teams this weekend were hot in terms of Buffalo and Cincinnati. Buffalo was riding an eight-game winning streak. I think Cincinnati was sure. riding a nine-game winning streak. So when you think about that, like that's a lot of stacking W's on top of that. I mean, that was something that we talked about here in Steeler Nation hoping that we could accomplish more of that down the stretch where we would get two games in a row, three games. We ended it on a four-game winning streak, and, you know, it would have been fun to see how much further we could have taken that. Yeah. But when you start talking about the class of the AFC and, you know, the teams that we're chasing, that's what you're listening to, eight games, nine games, ten games, stacking winning performances upon winning performances because it lets you know the consistency. You talk about the Chiefs, 14-3. and three. They're a team that's been stacking victories. The Eagles, 14 and 3, been stacking victories. We know the Niners, Brock Purdy, seven in a row right now, stacking victories. That to me is the key. That to me is the name of the game. And that's something that here in Pittsburgh, man, we'll get back to. Like I said, we were getting it towards the end mm-hmm. of the season, but I would love to see where that goes starting next season. Yeah. Yeah. Now, oh, go ahead. On. No, I was just going to say, and that's. You know what? It, it needs to start too in the postseason next year because, yeah. as you as you alluded to, some of these teams that have they, they've been in the playoffs recently, the Bills, they're still learning how to win this time of year. Even they had an AFC Championship game two years ago, that epic divisional round, right? They won a playoff game this year, but they're still winning how to learn. They're still learning how to win in January and February. You know, we can say the same thing about the Cowboys, Motsi. This is what year six or seven for Dak Prescott, and they're still trying to figure out how to win this time of year. If you're the Steelers, right, you need to get into the dance next year because you're gonna you have to do your own figuring out how to win. Hey, I'm not saying the Steelers couldn't get in next year and go on a run with a lot of guys that are there for the first time. We've seen that happen before, but more than likely, you need the lot, you need the growing pains, right? You need to be yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. You come in on a what a 13 game win streak and you lose mm-hmm. at home in the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. Ben's rookie year, but then that set the table for the next year and the yes. following. 
that to me is important too. Like this, this team needs to get into the dance in 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 a, in a year's time because I mean, again, they're gonna have to learn what it takes to win this time of year, and and that's all part of the process that you're seeing from some teams and some quarterbacks that are further along in this process. We think than the Steelers are. Yeah, and I just think, man, it's one of those things too with this group that we currently have. We talked about them having mock playoff games, so to speak, right? Down the stretch, you can't lose, can't lose, can't lose. But we would all agree a mock playoff situation is very different from the actual playoffs, where it is winner go home, do or die, so to speak, man. And I just think for this team, man, because I think of the optimism that we felt last week when we watched the Miami Dolphins team play Bills and take them to the down to the wire. We watched a Bengals team get pushed to the wire with the Ravens with their backup quarterback. And it gave us a sense of hope. It gave us a sense that we're not too far off. But as we talked about, sometimes week to week, we feel very different this week looking at that Cincinnati team play and in the manner in which they did it as well. I think that that was also the surprising part because I don't think any of us would have been surprised if Buffalo or Cincinnati had won this game. But I think when you talk about the manner in which they did it, at times they show some dominance and that's the part where it's like if they're able to do that to one of these top tier teams how do we find a way to copy some of that method and also how do we defend against that as well and i think that's another thing that becomes even more intriguing as this offseason starts to become heated up for us whether you're talking free agency or the draft but Looking at Cincinnati play a game the way they did like that, where they're able to run the ball and it's not always the Joe Burrow show, I think that that definitely made them a lot more difficult to deal with, man. And that was something that they didn't do a ton of early on in the season. And I love that you bring that up too, because Motsi, you know, this is one of the things I think you and I talked about as it related to Buffalo maybe last week or two weeks ago. Like, are you worried that they – they feel like the heavyweight fighter that has to land haymakers and heavy blows, right? Like they can't just jab their opponent to a victory. Um, I think we saw some of that play out. Like it's weird. The bills are almost built like a, like a, like an NFC South team. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like they're almost, they're almost built like the saints or like the bucks were a couple years ago where they just want to put the ball in the quarterback's hand and dice Mm -hmm. you up. And that's great. And that works a lot of times. But you need a plan B, and particularly in January when the weather's cold and the wind is frigid and and, and all these different things. That, to me, is it, – it, it's like it, – it's real. I mean, there's there's winning in, in September and October, and then, there's, and then there's winning in January. And so I am encouraged from that point from the Steelers because we know that this is this is a team that's – like to win in the postseason, you got to be able to get stops on defense, and you have to be able to run the ball at least situationally, right? Yeah. The Steelers, I think, are at least building towards that. We we know mm-hmm. the defense is always a priority. We know the run game and getting that corrected has been a priority for two, three years now, and it's started to move in the right direction down the stretch. So that gives me some hope in that regard. But you're right. That's like that's the sauce for the Bengals. Everyone talks about Burrow and Chase and Boyd and Higgins. Rightfully so. Those guys are amazing. But, man, Joe Mixon and that run game are just as important. How about that offensive line that was down three starters and still yeah. held their own and still did a really good job? That's just as important. Um, you That's that's the one thing that I do that I am encouraged by the Steelers in this bigger scope of, man, the AFC looks loaded and there's a lot of really good quarterbacks and there's a lot of teams that seem like they're in a window, a winning window right now. 
I think the Steelers are very cognizant of knowing what it takes to win football games this time of year and building towards that. You've just got to have the balance of we got to get there and then we hope that we have the formula to win there. You know, you saw some of that from the Giants, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. The, the, the Giants, they started out hot, they struggled, then they got a little bit hotter down the stretch. They went into Minnesota with a clear cut identity. And I know that's a dome. It's not like they were playing in bad weather and wind and rain and snow there, but they went in there knowing. We're going to stop their run. We're going to run the football. We're going to make life difficult on them, and we're going to we're going to control this thing for sixty minutes and, and make them have to execute absolutely, and make them have to execute. And that's kind of the same thing that the Bengals just did to the Bills. Um, and that's where truly, you know, I think the teams like the Eagles and the Bengals really stand out this time of year. Not saying that those are for sure going to be the two Super Bowl mm-hmm. teams, but because Motsi, they just they have multiple ways to beat you. If they need to put the ball in the quarterback's hand and hit some shots downfield and dice you up that way, no problem. If they need to lean on their run game and keep it close and and just milk the clock and get first downs and keep the opposing offense off the field, no problem. Um, that, to me, is, man, what's made Cincinnati so dangerous is they've got the unicorn at quarterback. They've got the unicorn playmakers, but they also have a a run game and a defense that just know what it takes this time of year. Yeah, and I'll also say this, man. I think for Cincinnati, they have reached that uh, philosophy that the Chiefs have reached, that the Bills are trying to reach. We call it AFC South or NFC South football. I look at it like this. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, Stills when we had Big Ben, we all go through the phase of when you identify that you have a unicorn. <laughs> the balance of allow him to be Superman and when you need to dial it back. And it takes time to figure that dynamic out. With Joe Burrow, we saw it early on, that dynamic shifted. They said, you know what? You don't have to throw it 50 times. We can trust the run game. We don't have to have you be feast or famine. We can actually have you throw some timing routes, play action passes. Kansas City Chiefs last year, first half of the season, Everybody's playing too high shield. What's going on with Mahomes, man? What's going on with this offense? They weren't taking what the defense gave them. They were being yep, aggressive. They were playing true. how they wanted to play. Then they finally figured it out. Hey, we got to actually do what? Get under center a little bit. Run the ball a little bit. More timing routes, right? And we've seen how they've evolved. Buffalo, they're in that phase of, okay, how many times have you had to have your, you know, your, 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 your uh, reminder yeah. that, yeah, a defense is going to sit out there and play too high shell. You got to go time rush. You got to run the ball. They're in that hard-headed phase right now that Cincinnati went through, that Kansas City went through, that we went through here in Pittsburgh before we brought in Todd Haley and started to understand that, hey, you know what? We don't always have to win it with this. We can use an L-Bell. Mm-hmm. And I think for Buffalo, this is going to be that last final wake-up yeah. call where you'll start to see them change that. But I also would say this too, man, and this does get lost in the context of it. We've experienced it in the sense of when we switch offensive coordinators, how the philosophy does shift from whether it was uh wizard hunt to Haley or excuse me, Arians to Haley yep. from Haley to uh, Feetner, Feetner. and then from Feetner yep. to obviously Matt Canada. And we can see how each of them have changed their thought process, aggressiveness, run first play action, QB sure. sneak screens, all those things, right? Buffalo. Remember Brian Dable was their OC a year ago. He's in New York with that mentality, that philosophy, which makes sense. Why when we talk about the Giants being able to do what? Run the ball, cut down on turnovers. Daniel Jones playing the best he's played, right? Mm-hmm. 
And in contrast, you got Buffalo, who went with Ken Dorsey, younger <laughs> OC, but new yeah. OC. Mm -hmm. He's doing what? Also trying to figure that dynamic out, that relationship out again. Sure, so I sure. do think that that's some of the things that, you know, when you have those type of quarterbacks, they all go through that in due time. 100%. And hopefully for us, we'll be next up on that list because that means we'll have a unicorn as that's, well. That's the, optim that's the optimistic yeah. side of this, right? Is that it feels like the Steelers are in good position to be next and join that group. And it also, listen, Motsi, look no further than the Bengals. I mean, you can you can turn this around quickly, right? Um, in the NFL, it doesn't always have to be a long process. Um, that's the optimistic side. The pessimistic side is the Chiefs are further along in that process than you. The Bengals are further along in that process than you. The Bills, maybe now the Jags and the Chargers as well, too. Um, we don't think the Ravens are going anywhere. I mean, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of talented teams and talented quarterbacks in the AFC, but you know what it takes. And um, mm -hmm. now the the onus here in the off season is to to position yourself to to be ready to take that step forward next year. Now, without a doubt, without a doubt. But what we are going to get ready to do is take a break, but not for next year, just for this segment. Then after that, when we come back, we got to talk a little quarterback, rookie class quarterbacks, because we got two names that have emerged at the forefront uh -oh. of who should wear the rookie crown of being uh -oh. the number one rookie quarterback but either way it's Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler and this is Steelers Nation Radio Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage Alanis Morissette Cage the Elephant Celeste Barber Dirk Spentley Fade Hootie and the Blowfish Janet Jackson Kids Bob Kids Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma Sarah McLaughlin get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 